This is HPR episode 1691 entitled Arduino 101 Arduino IO. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 43 minutes long. The summary is, in this episode, learn how to read and write input and output from the Arduino. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi everyone, this is Clat 2, and this is, I, I, I guess we'll call this episode 2 of of the Arduino series, my, my very modest Arduino series. So Arduino, very, very cool. It's a big buzzword. People hear it. They get excited. I hear it. I get excited. I'm like, oh, Arduinos are really cool. And and I used to get excited about it like a long time ago before I even knew what an Arduino was. I just knew that they were cool. Why? I don't know. Because you'd seen a project maybe at something and they said, oh yeah, that's Arduino based. Or, or maybe you've got a, uh, an actual product in your home that that you know, if you investigate a little bit further, it turns out that it's got an Arduino chip somewhere in it on it. You know, it's being driven by Arduino. So you know, uh, theoretically, that that yes, there's something cool about this Arduino thing, but uh, you're you're not really sure exactly what that is. So um, that's okay. We can start with this thing, but I'm just warning you now that. The Arduino is only, I think, as cool as as you as your project as the project that you have in mind for it is cool. So, in other words, you could get an Arduino and you could be very proud of it, um, but unless you have something to do with it, it's going to be phenomenally underwhelming. I mean, I guess that's a little bit like. Well, everything really, but I mean, I was thinking of like like Linux. You know, I mean, you when you first ha- heard about Linux, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Um, it sounds amazing, and and I've I've heard it's really cool, and I'm, you know, I know it's supposed to be cool, but you have no idea why it's cool, and and even once you start using it, you're like, yeah, it's cool, I guess, but it's actually just really hard. And what am I doing with this thing? But then once you start developing like all these ideas, you're like, oh, I should do this with it, and and you realize how cool it is, that's when it sort of realizes its own reputation. Same thing goes with Arduino. Great one to start with is the Arduino Uno. The Arduino Uno is both um, cheap, small, and, you know, sort of basic, but at the same time, it's cheap, small, and and it has a lot of features. So it's a really good one to start with. It's I think it's like $35 or something, so yeah. And it, it's, again, the size of a business card. Everything in this episode is the size of a business card. Um, so I'm going to, uh, let's see, break out the Arduino here and plug it into my computer, which I have just done. And the thing that you should know about the Arduino in terms of the computing side of the Arduino is that you'll want to get the Arduino IDE. The official Arduino IDE. It's probably available in your software repository. You can look for it. Uh, if if it's for some reason not there, then it's probably something that you can get from Arduino.cc. That's their site, Arduino.cc. 
And sure enough, if you go there, you'll find a download link for the IDE. I, I, if memory serves, you can just run it just as is. I think it's, um, well, I'm sure it's Java-based, uh, the IDE itself, I mean. Uh, so it's it's pretty simple to just kind of fire up. But in terms of connecting to the Arduino, that can be a little bit more complex sometimes. Depends on how you're installing this thing. But I've seen it on, on certainly both Mint and Fedora. You install it, and it, it, it actually helpfully prompts you. It says, hey, looks like you're going to start using Arduino. You, pr- you you need to create, like, I think it's a group for Arduino, or like a permission policy or something. I forget what its verbiage exactly is, but it, it's telling you that you need to set something on your system so that you can actually control the Arduino, because as we all know or will after I say this, uh, Linux, when it sees hardware, it doesn't just let anyone control it. It, it. it wants to know who gets permission to control it. And the reason for that, obviously, is because if, you know, if you've got equipment plugged into the computer, I mean, not necessarily on a multi-user system, you don't necessarily want all your users being able to access that, um, certainly if, if, if it's something that requires only one user to be able to access it. So there, there's a policy around hardware devices, and uh, the automated features of the installer on whatever distribution you may or may not be using will will solve that for you. It'll flip whatever bits need to be flipped, and then it'll prompt you to log out. You'll log out. You'll log back in. Not reboot. Just log out and log back in, and then um, and then everything's ready to go. It's really simple. If you're not using one of those distributions that has it all. Um, you know, sort of packaged up and sort of prepared for you, um, such as Slackware, like I am, then you may need to do a little bit of configuration yourself, but it's not hard, and hearing about it will actually make you understand the automated stuff a little bit better anyway. So what I did was I plugged the Arduino in to the computer and um, started up the Arduino IDE, and sure enough, it had no idea that an Arduino was connected. So that was a little bit inconvenient, but it's not hard to solve at all. So what you can do is you can do an ls space dash l on um, slash dev slash serial, S-E-R-I-A-L, slash by dash id slash, and then if you just hit tab a couple of times, you'll, you'll see eventually that there's a USB dash Arduino um, blah 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 hooked up to your computer. So if you hit enter... Uh, on that, then it will tell you what that is uh, a symlink to, and it's actually a symlink to a TTY device. So then if we do an ls slash dev slash TTY ACM0, that's what it's a symlink to, sure enough, such a device exists. So ls slash dev slash TTY ACM0 is what it's called on mine, and again, if you look on yours, it'll probably be something very similar. Uh, and and that's where the Arduino exists. And sure enough, if I do an ls-l, well, right now if I do that, it comes up correctly because I've I've set this up already before. But but pretend maybe that um, that that wasn't the case. And you could see that it was like I think the default permissions were maybe six six hundred, maybe six forty or six twenty. I don't know. It, it was definitely not. Yeah, I think it was actually six six forty, because uh, the dial out group owns that. So um, anyway, what we want it to be is readable and writable by 
um, other users other than just root. And in my case, it, like if it was just completely from scratch, I would probably need it to be to anyone. So I would chmod this thing to, for instance, 666. So chmod 666 slash dev slash tty capital A capital C capital M zero. Now, once I did that, sure enough, the IDE suddenly realized, yes, you've got an Arduino Uno on de- slash dev slash tty acm zero. And I was able to use the Arduino as if though uh, nothing had ever happened. So that's, that's, that's what's going on in the background if your installer did all that for you. And um, if it doesn't do that all for you, you're in luck. You get to be geeky, and you get to chmod your dev slash tty slash acm zero to yourself. To finesse that, you could make a udev rule that would listen for, for instance, a USB device being plugged in on the subsystem uh, USB for a certain vendor ID, which you would find out with LSUSB, or a product ID, whichever you prefer. And when it detects that happening on the action add, maybe you could say, okay, chmod or, or um, yeah, set mode 0666. So you can write your own udev rule, do a reboot just to be sure that your rules are reloaded, and next time you plug in the Arduino, it'll just all work for you. But again, all that is automated for you on other distributions. I'm I'm only speaking uh, from experience on Slackware, and that would probably stand true for like Slackware and Gentoo and I don't know, maybe Arch, I don't know. Maybe if, if someone did the, the build script a little bit fancier, it might not might not happen on Arch. It really depends. It's up to whoever does a build script for anything, really, on any on any um, system. I just did it on Slackware myself uh, because I kind of understood what was going on. Okay, that's that. So that's how to get the Arduino up and running. Um, in the Arduino IDE that you have downloaded and installed by now, there's a Tools menu, and the Tools menu... Um, will kind of show you where which board you have plugged in. So in this case, it, it has auto-detected that I have an Arduino Uno board. It generally does auto-detect, but I wouldn't n- at all say always. I've had devices that have an Arduino chip on them, like little um, hobby electronic devices, like uh, little, not drones, but like robots things. Um, not for me personally. They've been at the makerspace that I volunteer at. So it's, it's been a bunch of stuff lately that I've been doing where, yeah, it's like, oh, this is some product that you buy off the shelf, but it, look at it. It's got the Arduino on it, and you can now reprogram it. And some of those just have not been auto-detected. And you have to look in the documentation and see what it is, and then you say, oh, okay, this is an Arduino like Technically, it's an Arduino Nano with the AT Mega 328. Okay, well, I'll set it to that. So it just kind of depends. But a lot of times, with the main Arduino, you know, branded things, uh, it'll auto detect it. It it may or may not detect your serial port. And again, like now you know how to find that out. You you look in your dev tree. Um, but in my case, I've already yeah, it just kind of detected that as well because I don't know why it just did. Uh, when I when I very first originally started the thing up, it wanted to look at uh, dev uh, uh, or serial port like com zero or something. I don't I don't know what that is, but that's what it was looking at. And then once I had set my permissions, it switched over to to what it has always been since, which is acm zero. So or tty acm zero. Okay, so there you go. 
So um, let's let's, um, let's plug this Arduino in. It's plugged in. Let's power up our breadboard. So again, we're going to take a uh, red cable maybe from the 3.3 volt pinhole on the Arduino to the red side, the red column of my breadboard, and a black cable possibly, or blue if you if you don't have black, from the blue strip, the, the blue column of your breadboard, over to the ground pin on your Arduino. So now we've got a circuit. We've got a circuit going on in our breadboard. So what we're going to do here is I've got, um, and I mean, I apologize, obviously, I can't really guarantee that you have the same components that I have, so a lot of this is just going to be theoretical, because that's just what we've got, is, is theory. Um, but I think it'll m mostly make sense. So I've got this little servo here that I borrowed from the Makerspace. And um, it's, so a servo goes 180 degrees. Motors go 360, servos go 180. So this is a servo, it'll go 180 either way. And from the servo motor, there are three cables. There's a, um, actually a brown cable in this case, a sort of a red-orange cable and a yellow cable. And kind of deducing, again, the electronic sort of convention, I'm figuring that the brown is negative, the red is positive, and then the yellow, since this is not just a binary object, like this isn't sort of like, am I on or am I off, but how far should I rotate? The yellow is sort of the data cable, if you think of it that way. So I'm going to plug this brown cable into, um, I'm just going to go straight into my power grid. I'm not going to mess. I know that in last episode I had you connecting the grid to the, or you know, the, the middle part to the, the, the columns on the side, and that was that was to show you the principle of all this, but in reality we don't need to do that, so we can just go straight into the the negative side. So I'm going to take the brown cable and plug that into the negative column, the blue column on my breadboard, and the red uh, thing, I'm not going to put straight... No, actually the red I can. I'm, I am going to do that. I'm going to put that straight into my red column on my breadboard. Okay, so the data column is the one I'm going to do something obviously different with, and, and that's kind of important because we don't really know what to do with it yet. So what we can do, I, know, I, I can tell you this. Um, what we want to do with that is we want to send we want to send it signals from the Arduino. So the Arduino obviously sends out digital signals. So we're going to plug the data cable into the Arduino itself. And again, if you've got those links that I gave you in the last episode, um, and if not, um, maybe I'll either include them in the show notes this time, or I'll include them in the... Um, or you can just go look at the previous episode. Um, but on the same sort of strip as the ground cable at the top of the Arduino Uno... There's it, it, it's labeled digital, and then it's got numbers, so it's like 0 through 13, I think? Yeah. So I'm going to plug this into port 13, digital port 13. That's where my data cable is now. And that will matter in the future, in the very near future. And um, so that's output, really. So um, what we can do now... And this is a little bit difficult um, because servos 
there's not really any way for this servo, for instance, to know where it is. So it doesn't know if it's at 0 degrees or 90 degrees or 180 degrees right now. It just knows that it's a servo. And certainly the Arduino doesn't know where the servo is. So what we'll do is we'll program a really simple, really, really simple program um, to just tell this thing to move the servo. Um, so the first line of our code will be hash include space servo.h. And that is very specifically um, include or hash include space and then uh, open open tag like a greater than sign servo with a capital H dot H I mean with a servo with a capital S and then dot H and then lowercase um, bracket or less than rather less than bracket you know like a HTML tag okay so that's including the library servo dot H and that's just um, the default Arduino library it's just it's it's just kind of included there are other libraries that you can get for fancier equipment, um, but for this sort of basic stuff, you don't need anything extra, so that's convenient. So the next line will make it, will will declare a servo, and to do that, you just say servo with a capital S, and then name it something. So we'll call it my servo. It's simple enough. So now we've got a servo sort of in our code. And we're saying, okay, we want to use this class called servo, and we want to make a specific instance of this class, which we're just going to call my servo because that makes sense. And then what we'll do is we'll create a variable, and to do that we'll use int int because it's going to be an integer. So int space servo position semicolon. Did I put a semicolon on the... It should be servo my servo semicolon. And then the next line, int servo position semicolon. So that's um, all of that. So then we can just basically... Let's do um, void setup parent parent. So that's the word void and then space set up all lowercase. And then parentheses parentheses. So that's the rounded brackets. So parentheses parentheses. And then the next line, or on the same line, depending on how, how you like to code, one curly bracket, my servo dot attach parentheses 13 parentheses semicolon. And then close the curly bracket. So you're, you're, you probably get from that uh, that we've just attached, like we've taken this specific instance of the servo, which we're calling my, my servo, and we're we're doing something with it. We're we're attaching it to the Arduino. So we're we're telling the Arduino, hey, you've got a servo located in your thirteenth port. So thirteen, of course, is the digital port that we plugged the servo's data cable into. And then within the void setup, uh, before the the closing curly brace, let's tell it to set the servo position. And the way we're going to do that is with a myservo dot write, that is dot w-r-i-t-e, and then parentheses zero, close parentheses, semicolon. 
that ought to work, to be honest. Um, basically, yeah, that should work. We can try it. Um, and, and you can verify that it's going to work by hitting the... Oh, you know what? We need a loop. I'm sorry, we, we do need a loop. So let's do a void space loop paren paren semicolon or not semicolon um, curly bracket curly bracket and you just leave that em empty we, we we're not actually going to use the loop right now it's just it'll just be there um, so now if you hit the little check check button the little tick mark in the upper left corner just under the file menu it should tell you that it's done compiling and it shouldn't really flash or blink any ugly colors at you it should just kind of tell you done compiling. And then what we can do is uh, send that over to our, our to our Arduino with the the right pointing arrow. It's it's if you roll over it it says upload. And once you send it to the Arduino, it should if your if your um if your servo isn't at the zero position, then it will go to the zero position after after you have you've uploaded your program. Now it's the void setup clause in there. That all that does it, it runs only once. That's kind of the init sequence or the init. Um, it's it's the init function um, of of that servo it, it, or of this program rather. It it runs once and then it gets caught in this loop which is empty. So it basically basically stops. There's a reset button on the Arduino Uno anyway, and if you hit that, it would it would attempt to run it again, although it's already at zero, so functionally it's not actually doing anything. But what I could do now in my IDE is tell it to write my servo.write 90 instead of zero. And then hit the upload button, and let's I'll hold this up right next to the microphone so you can maybe hear it reposition itself. Let's hit upload. And there it went. Um, so it just moved 90 degrees in whatever direction it chose to move. So we're, we're doing really, really simple, obviously, things. Uh, and that's that's just outputting from the Arduino. It's not sensing anything, right? And that's kind of, that's where it gets a little bit more exciting is when you can actually deal with inputs and outputs. So you could maybe have a loop that sat there and did nothing, actively did nothing, until it received some kind of input, and then it did something else, something new. And we can do that. And there are various kinds of input devices. Um, there are light sensors, temperature sensors, there are potentiometers, there are um, sound sensors, all kinds of things. So just to keep this really, really simple, we're just going to use ourselves as input, strangely as that, strange as that may seem. So I want you to take a cable um, and plug it into the analog input, the zeroth port of the analog input, just to keep things consistent here. So if you look on the picture on the uh, open clip art thing, at the bottom next to power, there's another strip of, of little pinholes, and it's called analog in, and there's zero through five. So if you plug a cable into the zeroth port of the analog uh, pin, row, then we've now essentially we've got an input device, believe it or not. 
And the way that we can make that work for us, well, that's a little bit more complex. Okay, so let's go back up. I'm going to copy all this code and put it into a new uh, window, or a new sketch is what they call it. Don't put it into a new tab of your sa of the same Arduino window, because that sees it. If they're tabs, they see them as the same program, and, and things will go wrong. So it has to be a new window. So just go to File, New, and then that'll open up a whole new window. It'll call itself something something different, like sketch underscore, you know, the date or whatever. And and then paste in the code. And now we can start modifying it. So the first line we've already got, include servo h. That's easy. Uh, second line, servo my servo. That's also easy. Third line, int servo position semicolon. Easy. Okay, now we need two more variables for the servo position. And we'll say... Uh, int uh, int space servo max equals 180 semicolon int servo min as in minimum and maximum uh, equals 90 semicolon so that's uh, int servo max equals 180 semicolon int space servo min equals 90 or actually let's do zero zero semicolon there now we'll also need something else. We're going to need, um, let's do some, we'll call them values. So int value, semicolon, and int um, value min, or rather uh, uh, max. And let's set that to 600, semicolon. And then int val min, and let's set that to, let's say, I don't know, 50. 50 or 40 or something like that. Semicolon. Okay, so we've got int value semicolon, and that's just empty. We don't need to declare a value for that. Uh, int val max equals 600 semicolon. Int val min equals 50 semicolon. Those are our variables, and now we're going to go into the void setup. So again, this thing only runs once, and um, we'll just do a void setup. Well, it's basically already, but I'll, so I'll read it to you. Void setup, parentheses, parentheses, and then curly brace, my servo.attach, parentheses 13, close parentheses, semicolon, and then close the curly brace. Now we go into our void loop. And so notice there, we're not setting the initial, we're not doing a myservo.write in this version of the program. So delete that, that second line from your setup. So now we're going to go down into the void loop, and it'll be void space loop parentheses parentheses, and then curly brace. And we will, we will finally declare our value. And the value is going, this is, is exciting, value equals analog read parentheses zero parentheses semicolon. So analog read, think about it, we're reading data in from the analog port, and which port are we reading? Zero, because we plugged it into the zeroth port, remember? That's why I wanted us to all do the same port. Um, so, I mean, if you plugged it into five, then you could say, oh, analog read five, or whatever, but we're just keeping it at zero, but I just want you to understand what that number means. It's not, we're not setting anything, we're saying, I want you to read data in from the analog, the zeroth analog port, and I want you to assign it to the value 
uh, uh, the the variable called value. Okay, next line we're going to say um, servo position equals, and this is going to be a map. So we're saying servo position equals map parentheses value comma val min comma val max comma servo max comma servo min close parentheses close uh, rather uh, semicolon so all that sort of does is it maps several values um, uh, or several variables rather um, value was probably not the best name for that variable but anyway um, several variables to to where we want you know to to where we want the um, servo position to end up and so it's it's saying to take the value and then to take the value minimum and maximum and set them within the minimum and maximum set that to the servo uh, minimum and maximum because remember we don't have you know the value minimum of our input device is not necessarily the same as the servo minimum and the value maximum is not necessarily the same as the servo maximum so we're, we have we have to kind of distribute those values um, relatively to one another and that's just something that's the map function in the Arduino language okay so then servo position we're going to set we'll, we'll type servo position equals constrain and again that's another function that we're using uh, parentheses servo position comma servo min comma servo max so we're telling the Arduino that the, the farthest the servo is permitted to go is the servo minimum and the servo maximum and then finally we're going to write the position of the servo to the actual physical servo and that's the, what we did in the, the previous little application we just did a myservo.write and then parentheses and instead of just hard coding 0 or 90 we're going to say whatever the servo position is so servo position close parentheses semicolon and then close the curly brace now if we verify that code with a little tick mark button at the top left it should verify and if not check your spelling check that you have semicolons after every line that you've closed all your parentheses all that stuff and then assuming that worked I'm gonna upload it to the Arduino so I'm flashing the chip and it should tell you that it's done uh, somewhere or at least not error out. Now, if I take this cable and touch my finger to it, you may hear that the the servo is responding to my my just my touch, and that's simply really just because um, because I'm sending it. You know, I'm conductive being. And so I'm sending it like signals from from my body. Um, not that big of a deal. It's you know pretty rudimentary little sensor, not very reliable. You certainly would not 
want to use that for anything that you actually care about because you can't really control what you're sending to it when you're just touching a cable. It really just kind of all depends. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's basically ridiculous. It's, it's really just, um, based on arbitrary factors. But there, I'm, I'm putting my multi-tool onto it. That's, that's sending different signals. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's silly. Don't actually do that for anything, but, but it does demonstrate. So now, if you, if you weren't running this code, like, let's go back to our other window, just to prove that this, this isn't some kind of magical thing. Um, if you run the other code, it sends your servo... Oh, I had it on 90. Okay, so it just sent my servo to 90, whatever that is, to that servo. And if I touch this analog wire, nothing happens. So it's it's not as if the... You know, that's... The fact that a wire is plugged into the analog port of the Arduino means nothing. But once you type in code for the Arduino to listen to the Arduino, to the analog port 0 and upload that code to it then once once it does that then it is it's listening for input on that that port and when you send it input then it it maps those values of whatever it's getting to um to its servo and i have no idea how these values are being detected from this read i really have no clue um but what i do know is that if you had like a light sensor, you could use the LDR um, if you had like a light sensor then you could, for instance, have a light sensor plugged into the analog port I think it would probably also need power and obviously a ground um, and then shine a, you know, a torch into the light sensor and suddenly depending on how bright the the light was uh, the the servo would rotate a certain degree, and then if you pull the the little flashlight away from the light sensor, then it, the 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 servo would rotate, you know, as or it would return to its original position or whatever. And that is what we're doing, obviously. So now that you know how this is working, you can kind of look at that code, the map code, and see that we're saying, okay, take the servo position. Or set the servo position rather to a to to the mapping of the overall value of whatever we're getting at the analog read, and make the assign correspond the the minimum value to the servo max and the max value to the servo minimum. So it's rotating basically inversely, dependent upon what kind of signals it's receiving to from the analog uh, signal. And it's never going so far that it exceeds the servo minimum or the servo maximum, which is nice because um, you don't really want to try to, you don't want to strain the little servo, really. So there you go. That's that's the really, really the basics of Arduino. Um, the, the takeaway really is not necessarily how to make a servo or go or, or how a buzzer buzzes um it's it's that well it's how electricity works and how you can use it and also that the arduino um is it's if you think of it at least for me if you think of it as um just a piece of software rather than just don't think of it as hardware because if you think of it as hardware 
you'll start to try to like figure out how things are connected and stuff like that. And as you saw from our first program, which doesn't require any input, um, that you know that that can mislead you because if if the Arduino doesn't have code to respond to input, then you can send signals to it all day long, and it's not nothing's going to happen. So if you think of it as software and just think, okay, I've got some set of inputs and I've got some set of outputs. And how do I get inputs into it? Well, I, I use these little hardware devices, and I learn about them, and I learn what their values are, their potential values are, and, and how to wire them into the Arduino. And then according to what I, what I research, I can import a library if necessary, and then I could use like a potentiometer, and the more you turn the potentiometer, the more the little servo turns, and so on. Um, and, and using resistors, you could make things go dimmer or faster or slower or whatever. There's a whole world out there of sort of controlled electronics that you could um, you can harness now with with really just an Arduino and like a breadboard. And if you want something more permanent, um, then you'll want to eventually get um, little circuit boards th- that you can actually solder your cables to and and make it you know a lot more permanent. And that's a lot of fun as well. But again, all that requires a project, and so what you'll want to do really um, at some point, I mean, definitely get an Arduino. Like, if you're interested in one, get one. I think I've shown you that it doesn't take a whole lot to get started with one. Just, you do have to, you're going to want to buy some components so that you can mess around with it and make it do things in the real world that you can see, uh, because otherwise it's just a circuit board that, you know, in theory... um, might do something. So you'll want to get some components and then just hook them up and start programming and see what you can make occur and and see what conditions you can make things happen under, you know, like how how you can change the response depending on on a different input or something. Um, Just play around with that and then once you've got all that down, once you get that theory solidly ingrained in in your mind, then you can um, do all the other, you know, you can kind of come up with some kind of really cool project and kind of figure out what you want your Arduino to actually control, and, and then you can start programming for it and, and hooking up all the different hardware and and really see where it takes you. It's, it's a very exciting little uh, world. It's really cool because the, the entire Arduino board itself is open source, so this is a big deal. It's it's very exciting, um, and you should try it if you're interested in it. I think you'll really enjoy it, and it's not as scary as it might seem, and it's not really as puzzling as it might seem. It's it's just a little bit of understanding of how electricity works. It's a little bit of understanding of how input and output works, and from there, it's sitting around playing with, with code, playing with wires, and playing with low uh, signals of electricity. So have a great time. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, And if you come up with anything cool, let me know. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, 
then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Eka Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.